Welcome to Superman and Lois, The New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're here to talk about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois television series that is nearing ever so closely. Been a couple weeks away here. Reviews are actually starting to come out for the show. We won't be talking about them on the podcast today just because, if I mean, if you want to read them, you can. Uh, we just don't want to uh, spoil or influence anybody's thoughts one way or the other, positive or negative, about the show. Uh, we'll probably discuss them after the pilot actually comes out, but in the meantime, we'll just talk about some some more news about the show that we have as we get ready for it to start. Yeah. So first up, the CW has ordered two additional episodes of Superman and Lois for season one. This is 13 plus two. That makes 15. So it sounds like season one is going to be 15 episodes long. I'd be surprised if they get any more after this. So I think we can guess 15 episodes for season one. Yeah, this is this is good news, I think, again, showing some of the confidence they have in this show. And hopefully this means that, uh, or what I hope this means is that they're, they had a story that they needed a little bit more time to flesh out fully. And the network and the studios agreed and said, yeah, we will give you this extra two episodes to do that with. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping that's what they're doing with this extra time. But um, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that's what happened. They went back and said, we need a little more time to tell a story. I'm guessing this is a standard thing. CW usually orders 13 episodes, and in a normal year, if the show's successful, they add the back nine for 22 episodes. Uh, with this being a shortened year, they're just adding two. Uh, so, yeah, it does show confidence. I'm assuming the the creative team has known about this for a while. I don't think this is a surprise to the writer's room. They've probably been planning on a 15-episode season for a while, and it just got announced. But 15 is a good number. I don't, you know, some people like shorter seasons or longer seasons. Um, I know things are trending more towards shorter, but as long as the show is entertaining and true to the characters, uh, I can watch as many as they put out. Exactly. So 15 episodes, if it came out consecutively, which is highly unlikely, that would put the show into June. June 1st would be the final episode. But considering most likely there will be breaks, that's just how network TV is. It won't be 15 episodes in a row. Uh, It could go maybe into July, maybe even August. I'm surprised the CW is doing this, but normally they want to end in May. But again, this is a different year for TV. Yeah, we've, uh, I think we've both clamored in the past for hoping that CW would put out more summer content. Um, this is obviously not the way that we wanted to get that, but it does seem like we'll we'll get some DC stuff in the summer that we'll get to watch. It, it does, it's an interesting question then of what's the turnaround going to be like for season two? How soon are they going to start? filming if they're working on this that late into the year um, later than usual season like you said yeah and i wonder how many episodes a hypothetical season two is uh the cw hasn't renewed superman and lois yet of course it hasn't aired so uh you wouldn't expect them to they did renew a bunch of their shows that have aired or past shows um yeah i'm curious if they're going to go for a 22 episode season for season two or if superman and lois maybe fits into the 15 to 18 episode type range like a couple of their shows have but i would assume they'd want the longer one but that's just me guessing yeah i i'm kind of in the same boat i'm assuming this would move into the 22 23 episode slot that they have uh, a lot of their other cw shows going as yeah and bitsy tolick star lois lane herself uh confirmed on twitter that the 90 minute premiere is a long single episode it's not a double episode or anything like that it's a couple episodes edited together it will count as one episode so there will be 14 more after that i think we both assumed that this was the case but it's nice to get some confirmation from somebody involved in the show and i I think that's definitely the right choice in what i hoped they would do absolutely 
So we also have another new trailer, the All Right Now season promo. And it has the song All Right Now by Free, which was Tyler Hecklin's walk-up song in baseball his freshman year (laughs) at Arizona State. He was a pretty big deal baseball player who had to decide between baseball and acting because he was a child actor and and all that. But that was his walk-up song that he pointed out on Instagram. That's that's cool. That's a nice connection and a nice touch. I'm glad it means something to him and then he has that connection to it. That being said, I am not a big fan of the tone that this strong, this song strikes versus the tone of the trailer and what's happening in it, the dialogue and the action. I think it's a little... It, the tones don't really match that that well, but it didn't like take me out of it. This was still a very cool trailer to see, and I liked what we got to see from it. Yeah, I I liked it as well. It's more of the same from the first trailer, which I really liked. So seeing more of that is good. It's not wildly different or anything like that. I get what you mean about the song. I think they wanted something a little more upbeat, which is what you get from this song. But it doesn't quite, if you look at the dialogue and the scenes that they're showing, it's still very serious. And this is more kind of like upbeat. Everything's going Everything's going to be all right now. Yeah. Uh, so I get what you mean there, but I think it still, it worked for me. I get why it, it wasn't perfect for everyone, but I think it was a pretty cool song. Yeah, this one opens with and focuses a lot on the, the two sons and kind of integrating into Smallville. And we get to see them kind of poking around on the farm, talking to Sarah Cushing, um, which I, I don't believe we'd seen her yet in any of the, or if we have, we haven't heard her talk, but we we get a little introduction to Sarah Cushing and she doesn't seem to like the town. She, They're talking about how much their dad likes it, but she says, did he tell you it sucks? So we're going <laughs> to get a little brief snippet of what that relationship's going to be like. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be enjoying it. And that was last, last trailer I talked about how there was nothing really Clark Kent specific. Whereas this, this opening scene, it was a fun little thing. And it talking about how he loved growing up in Smallville, I thought that was a cool, wholesome Clark Kent thing and later the trailer where it's about him balancing personal life with superhero life was very Clark Kent. So I, I liked that aspect that was, that I thought was missing in the first trailer. We still don't have that really for Lois. Uh, Lois's stuff is not really specific to her character. I like what she gets and it's very Lois-y, but there's nothing you, if that makes sense and hopefully that's coming. Um, but I like, I like all of Lois stuff in here, but if she was replaced with Joe West, I think she yeah. would be saying the exact same things so i think she's just kind of got some wise the wise dialogue so far yeah that's that's a good point i i definitely agree with that the little bit that we do see from her comes up next where they're in the elevator it looks like in the daily planet because clark has a daily planet press pass clipped onto his suit but uh he says we came here as a family and clark says it's too dangerous for them to know and lois responds that it's more dangerous if they don't so again that tension there of we obviously know we've seen that he reveals to them that they're Superman. That happens right after this, but that is seems to be the driving force behind this first episode, at least, is moving to Smallville and kind of uncovering the secrets uh, that Clark has kept from the kids so far. Yeah, and we see the kids reacting to that, which Jordan especially. Uh, we've seen a lot from Alex Garfin as Jordan, and I like what he's done. He's upset and confused and all that. He does a good job showing that. We haven't seen as much from jordan elsis as yeah. <laughs> jonathan so i wonder if he's going to be more cool with it if he's just chill with it and they're, they're showing jordan's reaction because it's more extreme um i don't know i wonder if they'll how they, the boys will handle it differently yeah that definitely could be and that that is i think what i hope they end up doing like if you're gonna have two kids instead of just the normal quote-unquote one child that lois and clark have 
I think that's the sort of stories that I'd like to see them tell is the the differences between the two boys and how they react to things like finding out that Clark is actually Superman and um, some of the struggles that they get in just being brothers. So that's those are the kinds of stories I'm interested in. Absolutely. And we see that General Sam Lane knows Clark is Superman and is not in favor of him telling the boys. Yeah, he tells them that it's going to tear their family apart. So that's that's a pretty dire warning coming from Sam Lane. And like you said, yes, we now know that he definitely does know that Clark is Superman. Yeah, so I'm, I wonder how that works with the general who has a son-in-law who is Superman and could maybe help him out. I think that could definitely be a source of conflict. Yeah. Um, and we also see the boys getting mad at both Lois and Clark and, you know, yelling at them about Lois lying to them about their dad being Superman. So it's not just going to be Clark that is taking the brunt of the anger from the kids. It looks like Lois is also going to uh, come into that. Yeah. And then we see the real, what looks like it's going to be the heavy thing. Clark Kent balancing the need for Superman versus the need for Clark Kent and how, how he balances it to his personal life and, and everything else. And this is this is interspersed with all, some of the coolest visual effects and imagery from this trailer. We see Superman lifting a huge like glacier over his head, basically landing next to a bunch of people in hazmat suits while crushing the pavement because he landed so hard. Some really, really impressive looking graphics for a TV show. I, I'm not even going to say just a CW show. That's kind of, that's a bit mean, but even just any TV show in general, this looks really good. Yeah. Superman not caring for property damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's mild. They do, they do that for the audience. Just like George Reeves never once used a door as Superman. Right. <laughs> it's much more exciting to go through the wall if you're watching it on TV. No, it's really cool visuals. I liked all of them. Even we get to the stranger lifting up Clark by the throat. All mm. of that stuff. All of it looks really cool. One of my favorite shots, too, is just seeing Clark in his normal Clark clothes levitating in the middle of a cornfield in Smallville while he is, you know, probably showing off to the kids that he really is Superman. It's it's cool to see him doing that not in his suit. Yeah, I like seeing Clark use his powers in somewhat mundane ways. Yeah. And this uh, trailer, again, features the saving the world starts at home line. So I think that is going to be their, their big messaging uh, for marketing going forward. And we, we see that we're going to talk about the TV spots next. And they both have that line again. So that that's getting hammered home for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I really like the focus on their personal lives. Um, I'm very yeah. excited to see that. You know, I'd much rather that than just trying to sell it on the action and effects and all that. So I think that's really cool. And one thing I'm really excited about the show, I also liked how Lois specifically said the world will always need Superman, mm. which is in contrast to a complaint about some of Hecklin's previous appearances, including one where he literally said the world doesn't need Superman. <laughs> and so I think that that line is probably, I mean, it, it works just in there, but it's also a, a bit of a response to some of the criticisms that people have had with um, how this Superman has been written. Yeah, and the world definitely does need Superman, and I, I'm glad that we are getting another live-action show, and uh, we're going to get to see that balance of him as Superman and as father and husband as Clark Kent. So, so far, really, really good looking, just based on this trailer alone. Absolutely. We also did have a few TV spots that were released by Milwaukee's CW affiliate on Twitter. Uh, a lot of this was stuff that would go on to be in that, that new trailer, um, but there's some other bits that were not. Yeah, one of the TV spots, we, we get a little bit of new dialogue. You think dad's hiding something from us, and we see them kind of rummaging around in the, the barn, and that's a shot that we've seen a few times. So 
I'm guessing they're going to find the pod or something like that. But I am interested to see the the boys maybe doing some uh, searching and detective work to try to figure out some of the weird things that they have are suspecting about their dad. And then obviously eventually figure out that he really is Superman. And then in the other uh, small little spot, we also get a little bit more dialogue where it says, if anyone ever found out the truth about me, it would change everything. And that's Clark addressing the family all sitting at the, the table and it's too dangerous for them to know it's more dangerous if they don't. That's that ends up being in the in the new trailer. But uh, again, kind of hammering home the the fact that why he's been hiding this from the boys is he's trying to protect them. And obviously, we'll see that maybe they don't think along the same lines in which that he would have told them before. Yeah, again, it's one of those things. When's the right time to reveal that? And obviously, the answer is whenever the pilot episode airs. Exactly, <laughs> it's more interesting. <laughs> but those those both again feature the saving. Saving the world starts at home, that line again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the emphasis on camp family. We also got a bit of a preseason launch teaser, was what it's called on iTunes. This is almost two minutes long. So this is, you can buy it, but it's free. Uh, it yeah. will come if you purchase, if you could now pre-order season one of the show on iTunes and the episodes you will have access to the day after they air, the morning after they air. Um, I'm assuming this will be made available. This little launch teaser will be made available on Google Play and other sites if you want to pre-order the show but uh it is currently free on itunes and it comes with some commentary by showrunner todd helming and just gives a little bit of new footage quite a bit actually and some information about what the show's about yeah i, I really like the commentary by todd helming the description of what they're going with the show he he definitely talks about in hammer's home the fact that he's trying to make this show or they are trying to make the show more relatable than ever and are going through a lot of the things that we've maybe seen in the past with Superman and live action in the shows and the movies, but trying to do a fresh new take on it and centering it really around the family. And so these are all things we've kind of heard before about the show and that we've both expressed interest in. And it's just nice to hear this again from somebody who is who has a lot of say in how the show is being run. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the footage that's in there, it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's cool uh we won't get into details or anything uh just because there's no need to when we're this close but i like that obviously they're going to focus on the families they talk about how they've approached the vfx in a in a new way they're they're basically starting from the ground up which is cool i'm cool i'm cool i'm cool i'm excited to see how they handle all this because it's been a while since we've seen superman on tv you know i think this should be a significant step up just technology wise with what they could have done on something like smallville and even from Supergirl, which is six years ago now from when that first started. And uh, I think the effects on that were good and have been good. Um, but sort of looking at it with a fresh set of eyes and what they can do, uh, technology has come a long way in six years. So how does that look now versus um, what they could have done in the past? Yeah, the the special effects we've seen so far have just been so impressive. And I, I don't know how many different ways I can say how, how good they look and how amazed I am that they're on a a TV show that we're going to get to see on CW. But it it kind of reminds me of when we watched Krypton, it was on sci-fi is not known for having the biggest budget and not the biggest special effects budget, but they made it look really, really good. Like basically movie level quality special effects on a pretty small budget. Um, So I'm, this is kind of on that level as well as just really super impressive and maybe special effects have gotten that easy and every TV show going forward is going to look this good, but they're doing something right. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Well, the technology has come along past and Krypton, like you said, was great and especially the art department, but the, the visual effects that they did were, were very good too. Obviously not a superhero show, but 
uh, a lot of visuals that could be used in something like Superman and Lois and you see how good that looked. Yeah, and that's a good point too is it doesn't matter how easy it is to make special effects and how cheap it's gotten. You still have to have very creative people who know what looks good to actually make that thing on the computer. So it seems like they've gotten some good creative people working on this show. Absolutely. So in some casting, a big character, Jor-El, has been cast. And Angus McFadden, a Scottish actor known for Braveheart and many other things, will be playing the character, according to comicbook.com. Yeah, and they had a description there of the character. Jor-El is Clark Kent's Kryptonian father. Though he died along with Krypton, his brilliant essence still exists within the Arctic Fortress of Solitude to provide guidance when his son seeks help. So nothing nothing really out of the ordinary of that description. That is a pretty boilerplate Jor-El description if you have any familiarity with the character at all. So not a lot coming from that. But confirmation that Jor-El is going to be in the show, and we know what he's going to look like. Yeah, especially with how... Jor-El's been used in live action going back to the Christopher Reeve movies um, Well, until Marlon Brando's contract was up for Superman 2. But yeah, uh, in Arctic Fortress of Solitude, have we seen the, I don't know if we've seen the Fortress of Solitude since Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm not, I haven't seen all those episodes of Supergirl or anything like that. We obviously have seen this, the old uh, Fortress. I don't know if they'll be using that like they did in Supergirl. We saw uh, Superman and Lois there in Elseworlds. I don't know if they'll be using that fortress or a new one, but it sounds like they're going to have a fortress and uh is going to first appear in episode two. Yeah, and I'm excited to see the fortress. I I'd imagine if they have that visual style down, but they have they're doing a whole lot of different stuff with this, so maybe it will be a completely new design to the fortress um from what we've seen in the past. But more interesting than that is just getting to see Jorel and the interaction between him and Clark maybe going to him for some parenting advice and then the difference between the parenting advice he's gotten from him and maybe what he rem- remembers of Jonathan Kent raising him and how he's going to use that to to raise his kids as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very curious how Jor-El fits in. I'm just glad to have another casting of a big time comic book character because there have been a lot of original characters so far. So that's good to see. Um, and how he fits in, I'm wondering, uh, could Clark be introducing his boys to Jor-El? Could Clark and Lois yeah. go there and hang out there um but i'm i'm curious to see how he fits in and how how the fortress looks and you said i didn't i like the one on supergirl it was very much inspired by the crystal uh superman the movie version there's been other versions as well uh, where it's more of a sci-fi metallic look and krypton kind of balanced the two the fortress they had on krypton um where it was in a snowy area but it was a more metallic sci-fi type place so i'm curious how they handle all that i'm looking forward to it and a cool bit of cross-promotion, TNT is going to air an encore presentation of the pilot episode. Uh, this comes from Deadline. So Saturday, February 27th at 9 p.m. after a day of DC movies, they're going to air the pilot followed by Superman and Lois Legacy of Hope special. Yeah, this is cool. This will get it in front of some more eyeballs. Uh, people who maybe weren't watching it on CW will we'll see it because they were watching the DC movies on TNT and we'll, they'll probably be promos for it the whole time that they're watching those movies so uh yeah more people will get acquainted with the show yeah just smart to get it in front of more people and i'm sure tune in tuesday for episode two on the cw will be on there uh according to krypton site david suds sutherland is going to be directing episode six he has done a, a lot of experience he's done lots of movies like home again and he's done lots of tv including an episode of batwoman and the flash so i'm not 
I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but definitely a lot of good experience. Yeah, I'm I'm only familiar with the this CW stuff that he's done, but he's he's done a good job so far, and again, bringing in some big talent to direct. Absolutely. So that's almost half of the directors for season one that we know of, especially considering David Ramsey is going to be doing an episode as well. So that would be seven of the fifteen episodes of in terms of directors that we know of. Yeah. I am. Lastly, there was a TCA panel, so a Television Critics Association panel. It's like a the Superman Lois cast and Todd helping met with press to promote the show. And you can get details on this from lots of different sites, uh, Deadline, Krypton site, uh, lots of other ones. But they talked about it. We won't get into a ton of details because it's mostly stuff we've talked about before or spoiler type stuff that you might as well wait for the pilot for. But Todd Helping talked about he and Greg Berlanti discussed shows like Everwood and Friday Night Lights when developing the series. And just as a way to, they wanted to make the story and the visuals unique to all the different shows that are out there. They're competing with cable and streaming, they pointed out. So they wanted it to be a little bit different than all the shows. So anytime they add a new show, because Greg Berlanti has however many superhero shows now, (laughs) he wants to have a unique take on each of them. And so that's why the visuals and the story of this are unique. And for that story, they mentioned Everwood and Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and that's not the first time we've had the comparison to Friday Night Lights brought up about this show. We've heard that a couple times from people involved in the show. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Bitsy Tolik mentioned Friday Night Lights, and I've seen some of it since then. And I, I get what she was going for in terms of lots of different family relations. It's about football, but it's not really about football and all the different characters in a smaller town. Um but Everwood, I, I've seen a couple episodes of that, and I really understand the comparison to that. It is a family from New York that moves to, that after a tragedy, moves to a small town, Everwood. And the main character is a neurosurgeon who goes to, to the small town. And I definitely see a lot of similarities there in him having to figure out how to be a parent. So I definitely get where they're going from, from Everwood. And Everwood was the first show that Greg Berlanti created. Okay, yeah. So I definitely get what they're going for. And they also talk a lot about um, relatable. You know, they say things like normal people issues and um, Lana's going to be talking about reverse mortgages and stuff like that. So fitting that into a superhero show, I think is a really cool approach. Yeah, and it's something that they have definitely hammered home from the the beginning of talking about this show. It's, It's going to be family focused. It's going to deal with some of these maybe smaller real world issues that families have to deal with and so this is right a continuation right along in that vein yeah they also say grounded a lot and that's something mm-hmm. i think bitsy Tolk said that before so i'm curious what they mean by that i think what they're saying is it's very real issues but also um superman's still there so i wonder how much of the fantastical elements of superman are going to fit in can he are they going to show him off planet anytime soon are they going to you know, couldn't Mixy Pillick show up, you know, couldn't imp from yeah. fifth dimension show up with this approach. I hope there's room to balance that where there's very real stories and also some of the fantastical stuff done and wild comic book stuff done, but in a way that fits into the world they've created here. Yeah. And I mean, in my opinion too, like to make the show grounded, it's all about how the characters react to the situation, even if it is something completely mystical and magical like mr mixy pet like you said something like that it's all about how the characters react are they reacting in a believable way that somebody who has lived in the same sort of world that i've lived in would react like a good example is the kids being upset finding out that their dad is superman i mean i think in a comic book maybe 
before this, like earlier comic books, if you found out your dad was Superman, that would just be the coolest thing ever. And there wouldn't really be a discussion of why did you hide this from me or some of the consequences and falling out from doing that. So that that to me seems more realistic if I found out that my dad was running around being a super, superhero my whole life and I didn't know anything about it. Absolutely. And there's still, even from the trailers, we've seen some cool stuff. It looks like Superman is the only real sci-fi thing going on most of the time. It looks like it could be a quote-unquote real world um, with Superman existing, but we see the stranger and he looks like a cool, weird sci-fi character and, and super powered. And um, we see it looks like Superman's in space at times or you know close to it. So I think they're going to do some cool stuff with that and maybe still have room for the, the alien creatures and all of that kind of stuff to come in. Uh, but most of it will be the real issues. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with our final preview for Superman and Lost.